Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. So the Chiefs won back-to-back championships and are now a dynasty. We will talk about the big game, discuss the last two big offseason needs for the Colts, and the final results of our unstable pick six in our season finale. So here we go. Welcome to the opening drive of the final episode of the season before we get into it, our hearts and our prayers go out to the people of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. What a terrible situation uh, that could kind of ruin the idea of celebratory parades moving forward. We hope not. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness they caught them, uh, mm-hmm. those good. responsible. Yep. Um, and all of the kids look like they're going to uh, make it out uh, decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks also to the everyday heroes that uh, went and harnessed their high school tackling ability yeah. uh, on one of those uh, culprits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game did not have the result that we would have liked, but it was one of the most exciting championships ever. It was. Uh, it And it was a game of firsts in many, many ways. Yeah, uh, first back-to-back champions in almost 20 years. Yep. Uh, Two championship game record field goals. Jake Moody had a 55-yarder, and then Harrison Buckter topped him with a 57-yarder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, First player in uh, the big championship history yep. with over 80 yards rushing and 80, 80, wow, and 80 yards receiving. Yep. Only the second player to lead his team in both passing and rushing yards. Yep. Um, also, only the second big game to go into overtime. The first one under the new rules, which was a topic of discussion we will get into later. Yes, so here's how the actual game broke down. The Lots Niners won their turnover battle. Yep. Uh, they kept running the ball, but somehow came up short in the end. Right. They did both the things that we've said are our top, your top thing, my top thing all season, but somehow yep. lost in the end. It might have something to do with the guy on the other side of the ball. Yes. Uh, the Niners played... Uh, the they played better for all but about four or five plays to be honest. Mm-hmm. Then Patrick Mahomes did whatever he did. Yes, uh, Liam, you had a good analogy of what it looked like when Patrick Mahomes was running that I really appreciated. What 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 did you what did you say? Uh, I said that it looked like there was like a magnet. Um, yeah, like on a magnet whenever it's like north and north. Yeah. Um, 
how they kind of like repel it just like there's like a magnetic field around him that just repelled everyone like no one wanted to go tackle him at yeah. all yeah uh a little suspicious maybe but uh, uh kevin's conspiracies can hold that one back we'll hold that one back <laughs> what are the chances though that a punt goes off a cover man's ankle yeah that causes a muff punt mm-hmm uh, and then I also called yeah. that Robbie Gold would be the biggest loss and the biggest uh, regret that he is not there for the Niners. Yeah, and it looks like that was it. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of losses, Jerry Greenlaw tore his Achilles running onto the field. So in knowing that, don't let your emotions overtake you. Should it? Yeah. I, I had a bit of a mix-up today in my basketball tournament, so, yeah. 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 Don't let your emotions overtake you. <laughs> Not good thing. No, you, you almost got teed up for that one. Yeah. Uh, it, it was frustrating, but, yes, you have to maintain, uh, you know, Dre Greenlaw's just hyped up, ready to go out on the field after a punt, and all of a sudden tears his Achilles. There's a, uh, a video I saw of uh, um, Fred Warner's, Reaction, he just turned and went, No, just yeah. completely devastated by his partner in crime uh, going mm, down. Yeah, uh, Debo dealt with a leg, Kittle had a shoulder, uh, and Brown, who had the interception, left the game late. So, uh, it looks like again, the only way for teams to beat the Niners is to eliminate Niners from yes. the field of yeah. play. Yeah, uh, Brock Purdy. Has his moments, but he ended with a 60% uh, passing completion percentage. Yep. And never really found a con- consistent rhythm. Yeah, there were several times where it was uh, overthrown at mm-hmm. one to Debo in the end zone, uh, which ended up being the touchdown later to Jennings. Um, but there were a few, and then, and then on the last drive, uh, of course, you know, he had Chris Jones unblocked. Um, so, you know, Spagnola had this great game plan, uh, but it didn't seem like he was quite in rhythm of like we've seen him in the past. Yeah. Uh, Kittle was largely a non-factor with only a couple catches. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, CMC did absolutely everything he could with both 80 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving. Yep. Um, and, you know, he took, he had kind of a lull in the middle. Um, with some stuff but as you mentioned they started off running the ball they finished off running the ball he yeah. did he did just about any, anything and everything he could have yeah uh, he started the game uh, with both those chunks uh, and then on the final drive uh, it was really he was really big in it yeah uh, that fourth and three play under 13 minutes left to play in the game at the 15 yard line was like one of those like no, 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 no. And then it works, and you're like, oh, yes, yeah. kind of moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that happening, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. What are, what are we doing? What are, we, what are they doing? Don't do that. Don't do that. It's Just kick the field goal, take the points, and then it worked. And you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of decisions, what about the coin toss in overtime with the new rules? Do you take the ball first, or do you want it second? This has been a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Even more so because 
as things came out, apparently the 49ers not were not all aware of the new overtime rules. Yeah. Right? Whereas Andy Reid had discussed these in training camp mm-hmm. and then continued to discuss them uh, every week of the playoffs leading up to the big game. So, it, it, with the new overtime rules. Okay, so let's refresh people. Okay? Yes. Just in case you're not aware and you haven't heard. Okay. If you watch college football, it should be pretty easy for you. Yes, and that's and that's this is kind of the where the discrepancy comes up because it's kind of like college football, but not not quite. Yeah. So it had been. It gets to overtime. There's a coin toss. You want the ball first because if you score a touchdown, you win the game. Yes, right. It's it's this is all basic. Rules. Yes, it's basically sudden death. Right. Mm-hmm. You score a touchdown, you win. If you go to field goal, the other team gets a chance. If there's a defensive uh, score, then the game's over. Yes. The only thing that is the same in the new rules is defensive score wins the game. Yeah. Right. Yep. But and and the field goal rule. Yes, yes. The field goal, it moves on. Yeah. But if the first team scores a touchdown... The other team has a chance to match. Right. The other team still gets the ball. So then the question is, do you want the ball first, like you used to, to control that end of it? Or do you want it second so that you can control the back end and you know what you have to do? I... I personally would want the back half of it. I think I'm not exactly sure because I don't watch a ton of college football, but whenever it goes in overtime, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Yeah, in college football, you want the ball second because yeah. then you know what you have to do, mm-hmm. right? If the first team scores a field goal, you know that all you have to do is score a field goal and go in a double overtime. Yeah. Um, whereas if they score a touchdown, you know you have to match that touchdown. So then mm-hmm. you essentially yep. get – it turns – it from three downs into four downs all on every single one of yeah. the you know yeah. rotations of downs it, it just creates more freedom like more like you can do a lot more things if you have the ball second and i think because this is so much like college football that i think you kind of need to take a page in the college football book and take the ball second um but i mean obviously what fred said he didn't know the rules uh, fred i don't it wasn't fred uh, it was Huschek and Armstead. That's right. Yes, yes. That's right. I so didn't remember. Thankfully, was... I mean, thankfully, it wasn't the coin flipper, right? Yeah. Tails never fails. Is always mm-hmm. Fred Warner's uh, thing. Mata. He got yep. tails. He selected to take it first. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, "Well, our plan was that we would get the ball third in the sudden death scenario. Then, right? Uh, okay. So his thought was." Go down, we, score we a touchdown. Sco- we score, they score. You know, if we score a field goal, we'll hold them to a field goal, and then we end up with, with the, the chance to win. And then run down the time like the Chiefs ended up doing. Well, but remember... The Niners had a huge, but remember, like, there's long no, drive, though. There's no real... I mean, there is time, it's, it's like but, it's, but it's not real time because it's not like... You know, the old rule was like 10 minutes of overtime, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's over. Of course, yeah. you can't do that in the championship game. But, um, yeah, it, like, so I get his thought process. I just don't know if it works because I'm more of an agreeance with you. 
if it's going to shape up like a college football game, then you got to take a page from college football. Agreed. Yeah. And you won it second. Yeah. I I think that it was that I think that was mainly a like coaching. I think Kyle was probably thinking too much. I think he should just like just don't overthink it. Just do what you think you is best and like your first reaction is probably take the ball second with new rules. Yeah. So well, you also got to think too that who's on the other side of the ball and who's you who you're giving the ball to with a four downs on every for every 10 yards kind of situation. Yeah. And do you really want to have to play your defense without Dre Greenlaw and without Brown without that? Mm-hmm. And that is precisely why I give them the ball first because he is very clutch and that's not like something you want to deal with. No. And let's face it, like Brock Purdy having not been as great as we've seen uh, throughout the playoffs toward the end, still you got to believe in him because of what he's shown you in those moments. And yeah. so wouldn't wouldn't you say, okay, he, we're going to give them the ball first and we're going to see what we can do with our killer instinct guy uh, mm-hmm. on the on the at the end of the game. So Yeah. Well, you live and you learn, you yeah. know. Um Again next season. So here we go. Your Mayflower move of the game. I'm curious what it was. It has to be a blocked field goal. Uh, like block extra. Extra point. Extra point. Because um, I think you make that, they have to score a touchdown. They can't tie it with a field goal. So you make them go the extra distance. You make them take that final shot that they could have taken at the end. You know, there's a pass to Travis Kelsey that Fred Warner knocked down. Great defense by him. Um, and then you make them take another shot. You make them take another shot that they may not, because, I mean, obviously they didn't want to. They don't want to risk anything. But you make them take that shot and have your defense hold up strong. You just be like, defense is the last play. You do this, you win You win the big game. Let's let's hold up type of yeah. thing. I got you. I'm going to give you a should have been. Okay. And then what it really was. Okay. If the should have been is if the Niners would have won, and so – you know, because even toward the end, I never really lost faith that the Niners were going to be able to pull this one out mm-hmm. until literally like the last drive uh, yeah. by the Chiefs. Um, so I was constantly in mode of thinking of that. So what it should have been, the Mayflower move, was the interception thrown by Mahomes. The first, uh, his first interception since uh, the last loss in the playoffs by the Chiefs so against the Bengals. AFC Championship. In the, against the Bengals in 2022. Yeah. Because uh, the defense had held uh, them to a field goal, and then that interception prevented that double whammy that we always talk about yeah. uh, at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. Yep. So even though it didn't result in points, it kind of stopped that, and the Chiefs kind of looked dead in the water at that point. Mm-hmm. But it ended up, I agree with you, the missed extra point was literally the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. At that point, the difference between up four points and up three points is monumental. Yeah. 
because and of what it forces the other team to do. Mm-hmm. And they, they showed the replay a couple times of that. And as a kicker, I'm like, okay, you can get that higher up. Yeah. Uh, and even I saw the way it came off his foot. It looked like he could have gotten higher up just by the way it came off his foot. And it also looked like even if it made it through, it was going wide left because it like came off his foot weird and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that was just a bad kick. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's on Moody at that point. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right. Who's your star of the game then? Um, so I have some should have been too. Okay. If it was the Niners, I would give it to CMC because okay. of the record that he holds yep. and just how much of an impact he has. Even if he's not getting the ball, everyone's – I saw one play where Brock Purdy ran for a first down, uh, his first and 10 at inside their own 10, and it was a play action to CMC. Everyone Everybody went. went that mm-hmm. way. Yep. And Brock Purdy ran the other way. That That's just so much of a presence. Um uh, also, Mahomes played really well. Uh, he got the MVP Super Bowl. Not, not he got the championship MVP. Yep. Um, but I saw a lot of people commenting on this about how one of the kickers should have been the MVP. Okay. And so I'm gonna give it to Harrison Bucker. All right. All holding right. Holding the Super Bowl, holding a big game record, and scoring 52 percent of the Chiefs' points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. My should have been is number 15. Okay. For the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> Jawan Jennings came up huge. Huge. Uh, only the second player ever to have a throwing and receiving touchdown in the big game. Nick Foles is the only other one on the Philly special. Yep. Uh, but this one happened to be, instead of a quarterback, uh, this was a wide receiver having a perfect passer rating oh yeah and one touchdown on one pass yep they ended up going almost clear across the field i hung in that hung in the air for so long i saw it hanging there i'm like like, oh no that's gonna get my goodness that's gonna get intercepted and then i saw it fall gently into the (laughs) arms of cmc and i'm like oh he's gone oh yeah Um, an opening yeah and then he scored that receiving touchdown as well uh he had a few other big plays in there uh, so that's who it was going to be. But as it ended, it has to go to the other number 15. Okay. 74% completion rate for 333 yards, two touchdowns, and the team's leading rusher with 66 yards on, 90, on nine carries. Yep. Steve maybe, Young- maybe due to the magnet. <laughs> it's true. Steve Young is the only other quarterback to win the big game and lead their team in rushing he is seven for seven in post season with under a minute left in the game and his team has the ball down seven points or less wow that is the best percentage in that situation Mm -hmm. tom brady is 40 some percent and Drew Brees is 50%. Those are the next best to 100% like Patrick Mahomes is. Now, so maybe there is a reason why all the hate is on Patrick Mahomes. And maybe it's because he's just kind of that good. Now, Tom Brady is still the GOAT, though. 
Um, Admittedly so from his own words from Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Because Patrick Mahomes was still beaten by Tom Brady. Yep. Since this is our 30th episode and the season finale where we are talking about the big game, I thought we would join in a discussion, though, that was brought up by Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. For 30 years, the quarterback to lose their first championship start has never made it back to start in another one. These these names include Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. Jake DeLone, both with the Panthers. Um, Who else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, O'Donnell from the Steelers. There's quite a few. There's quite a few, obviously. 30 30 years Mm -hmm. where this has happened. So, my question to you is, which one of the most recent victims of this has the best chance to break this streak? Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, or Brock Purdy? So, it isn't win. It's just get back. this This is... So, you lose your first start in the big game. Mm-hmm. You will not make it back to start in another big game. Okay. You don't have to win it. Okay. But these people for 30 years have never made it even back to the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I get it now. Okay. okay. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy. The only other one that's still active is Jimmy Garoppolo, but I dropped him off because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, as much as I love for it to be Brock Purdy, I, I think someone. I think he will get back uh, to the big game. But he may not be the first, is what you're saying? I'm saying he may not be the first. Okay. I'm saying that Joe Burrow will be the first one to do that in okay. a while. All right. Uh, the way things are going and uh, are shaping up, I think that you are absolutely correct. I think that Jalen Hurts, uh, the Eagles are kind of falling apart, yep. as it were right Agreed. now. Uh, I think the Niners may kind of be falling apart, breaking apart as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long they can live this way. Um, they've already lost coaches, including their defensive coordinator, um, for the second year in a row, yeah. losing their defensive coordinator. So, I th- and even though Joe Burrow just lost his offensive coordinator um, uh, to the Titans head coach, I believe that Joe Burrow has the best shot to be yeah. the first one to break this streak. He also has streak. a great team around him. Yeah. So. yeah. Although, I would say it's entirely possible that none of them make it back and this streak continues yeah. to go on. Yeah. Well, the season is officially over and as the Colts social team pointed out with an ominous AR video, that means next season starts now. So next, we will discuss two more off-season needs for the Colts. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email the unstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. It's your final chance this season to support us and your unique love of the Colts by purchasing one of our Unstable Blues hats with our custom horse U design. It includes an adaptation of the Colts' speed blue color, an old gold in support of the Niners, and a star in the middle to support our homestead of Texas. 
Reach out to us on X or Instagram at Unstable Blues to order one today for only $18. Welcome back to Halftime Adjustments. We're in the Colts corner. So congratulations to Dwight Freeney on the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, still getting robbed. Yeah, agreed. Andre Johnson, before him, your thoughts? Because um, you know I have some. Andre Johnson was just... He no, wasn't it. No, Andre Johnson and Devin Hester. That's yes. the, this is like both of them is the question before Reggie. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I think that um, Reggie had a longer career than Andre. Uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I think couple years. I think he had uh, better stats than Andre. I think he was more of a presence than Andre. Now the thing is. Mm-hmm. He was on a team with a good quarterback. Yeah. And, but I think, yes, he was on a good team with a good quarterback. Yep. But he also had good receivers. Okay. Good, like, it was a good receiving core. It wasn't just Reggie like it was for Andre. It was just Andre with a bad quarterback. Right. You had Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. You have T.Y. T.Y. Hilton. You got uh, Dallas Clark. For Dallas that. Clark. Yeah, so you have Brandon Stokely. Mm-hmm. You like, have all these people that like are good receivers that you know by name if you know the NFL, and he still put up those stats and all these numbers. It, in my opinion, he's one of the best. Like, if we're talking about just playoffs, one of the best playoff wide receivers of oh, all time. Yes. So I I don't understand how he didn't get it over Andre. Yeah. I mean, okay, so... I get the, Devin Hester, though. There, I get there, that. There are a lot of people that are coming after Devin Hester for this because he's getting in as a wide receiver. But let's be honest. Devin Hester is he, getting in as a return man. Yes. And deservedly so because oh, yes. he is the best by of all far time. the best of all time at returns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, ha, like, there's only ever been one championship kickoff at the very beginning of the game that's been taken back for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And that was thanks to Devin Hester. Yep. Devin Hester did that against the Colts. Thankfully, the rest of the game was drastically different. But (laughs) Devin Hester absolutely deserves to get in. So I'm taking that off, off the table. But for people, like, you look at the numbers for... Reggie versus Andre. They're very close. Reggie had a few more games, and his numbers are a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But Reggie was not the number one in targets on his team until his seventh year in the league. Yep. Because on the other side, you have already a Hall of Famer, Marvin Harrison. Mm Mm-hmm. Already a Hall of Famer. Already. (laughs) <laughs> but then you also had one of the best catching tight ends, breakout catching tight ends of all time in Dallas Clark as well. Yep. So who cares if it's Peyton Manning throwing the ball? He's got – Peyton Manning still has to distribute to all these guys. And Reggie still has basically the same numbers as Andre Johnson. 
Yep. Who had quote unquote no quarterback, but Matt Schaub is not a slouch. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. And it, he only had one receiver to throw to. You would think that if you only have one receiver to throw to, they would get a lot more numbers. Yeah. But he did not. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to this. Reggie Wayne has an entire year's worth of stats, a normal year's worth of stats, just in the playoffs. Agreed. He yeah. is, I think, number six in playoff receiving yards. He is number seven in playoff touchdowns. Um, I, I forget the exact numbers, but he, he his playoff caliber is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So however good he was in the regular season, he got better in the playoffs. It isn't that the mark of a elite Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Andre Johnson mm-hmm. barely ever Agreed. made it to the playoffs. Because of his team, whatever, I get it. But Reggie, it's got to be his time. Yeah. If it is not his time next year in his birthplace of New Orleans, Colts Nation better get ready to rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, but also Adam Vinatieri is up next year, and Robert Mathis is up again. Yes. Is Vinatieri a first ballot Hall yes. of Famer? Yes. There's only one other kicker in the Hall of Fame. Adam Vinatieri is the best kicker of all time. He should get it first. Okay. All right. I don't, obviously, I don't disagree with you. I just wanted to see what your take was. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into these positions, a little, little healthy reminder <laughs> of the Colts that will be back next season. You may have forgotten. Okay. Dallas, Dallas Flowers. Flowers. Yeah. Jelani Woods. Oh, yeah. Ashton Doolin. Mm hmm. He, he signed a two year deal before he went down in yeah. training camp. Yeah. And Evan Hall. Yes, you still don't see what I see no, in Evan I, Hall. I don't. I mean, we have JT. We which, didn't see much because he went out with a yeah. knee in the first game. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be a really good compliment to um, to JT. Okay. Right. So, but we're not discussing running back. No. We're talking about edge rushing and edge rushers and backup quarterback which you want to talk about first um let's talk about the backup quarterback for this alrighty show. I figured you might want to okay so I don't even need to pull anything up for this nah, yeah backup quarterback mm-hmm. uh what do you think give me your thoughts backup quarterback okay my first thoughts are let's sign Minshew back let's get Minshew Mania back on the team obviously he's gonna wanna go test the market why wouldn't you um but I think I don't know if any team like their schemes really fit. Plus, with this, um, plus with this draft class being a deep quarterback draft class, yeah. I don't know if you'd want to take someone like Minshew, who is could be a starter. Yeah. But yeah. he like I don't know if he has the talent to win a Super Bowl type okay. of thing. All right. Um. So, and whenever you could take a younger guy. Who can you who you can build up into a franchise quarterback rather than Minshew already playing years in the NFL, uh, and then like 
and then um yeah uh play years in the league and then so you don't have as much time with him okay everything and that that's like my only option is just get Minshew back get Minshew back that's that's yeah, it okay that's it. so if okay. not you're sticking with Sam Ellinger okay all right so you're not going out and getting anybody else you're sticking with Sammy mm-hmm. and okay all right and then maybe drafting somebody like yeah. third fourth fifth something yeah. uh, as your emergency guy because mm-hmm. it's always good to have three right yep. you can good. have that uh, we learned from the Niners yep um Okay. So, all right. That that was going to be my next question. Do you go veteran? Do you go rookie? I, I go and rookie. You go. You go. If we don't get Minshew, we go rookie. Okay. Yep. All right. Because as I look at this, here's the deal. Minshew had his prime opportunity. We talk about like uh, Pitt having this great year uh, in a contract year, right? Yeah. Well, here you have Minshew that is basically in a contract year, right? He's yeah. in his free agent year, and the he put up a good battle in camp. You know, how many times during training camp were we like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be it, right? Yeah. No, nobody's saying anything. They seem both to have their ups and downs, pros and cons, but then... AR goes down and he has this prime opportunity to show everything he can be as a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to be a starter. And I don't blame him. That's what makes him so good. That's what made him so good in training camp. That's what made him so good for the Colts this season. Yeah. He wants to be a starter. So I look around the league and I go, well, who's going to pick him up to potentially fit his bill because he knows that this is not his team, right? Mm-hmm. He knows his role if he stays with the Colts. So if he wants to be a starter, he cannot stay with the Colts. Yes. I look around the league, and the team that jumps out to me, the first team that I think of is, well, two teams. I look at the Atlanta Falcons, and I look at the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I. Another one that kind of jumps out to me is, see, I don't know how much more likely this is, but the Panthers kind of jump out to me. Oh, okay. Like if they want to step, take a step back, let Bryce learn uh-huh. under, learn under someone, because I think Bryce and Gardner are actually pretty similar. That's, that's a good point. Um, I like that because they're both they both can kind of be shifty if they need to be. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of undersized. Yep, look creative. So, yeah, and Minshew's been in the league longer, so he knows how to work around that compared to Bryce, who obviously doesn't. Yeah. So I got you. I got you. A little friend there in ketchup. Yeah. Decided to come talk football again, huh? Mm-hmm. No. Um. And when I really think about it, I think he's got a really good mentality for the Raiders. Okay. And who wouldn't want that set of receivers, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that may be a good landing spot. It doesn't necessarily mean he will be the starter, but at least he can be more in the conversation for the starter and the competition for the starter than he can be with the Colts. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm left with the question, do you go veteran? Or do you go rookie? Yes. I look at this 
and uh, shout out to Nate Atkins from the Indie Star uh, on this one. Uh, he put in writing what I had already thought of, and that is, I go back and I look, okay, the reason this worked really good for Gardner was because he worked for two years in the Shane Steichen offense. I go back and I look at who else Shane Steichen has worked with for two years while he was the quarterback's coach for Justin Herbert. Tyrod Taylor oh. was the backup. Okay, Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor is a free agent and at least uh, from projected market value would be less expensive than Gardner Minshew. Okay. So I think you can get a veteran presence for still a that's familiar with the system and the head coach uh, that is will still be have a good price tag on it mm-hmm. because even though you got a lot of cap space, you don't necessarily want to pay a whole lot of money for your backup quarterback. Agreed. But I don't mind your uh, thought either. Yeah. Options. Okay. Options. Yes. Edge. Edge rushers. Edge rushers. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at who might be out there in free agency. This is also a deep class of edge rushers. Yes. So, what do you think? What are your thoughts on edge rushers? So, my thoughts right now are, considering draft, I want to take my, the first round. If we're moving up, Marvin Harrison. Okay, yes, of course. Okay, we got that. Yep, yes. last week. Got it. But yes, if we don't move up, I wouldn't mind taking another receiver from there. Okay. Um, I. Uh, other than that, I'm thinking a defensive back, whether that be, uh, what, do we need strong safety? Well, depends on if we sign Blackman because uh, he's the strong safety. Okay. But so I, if we I think, let him go, yeah. I think we either go uh, defensive back, whether that be strong safety or corner um, or edge rusher. Uh, so I think we stay on the defensive side of the ball uh, with our higher draft picks. Maybe get like a Josh Downs type of uh, diamond in the rough receiver later on if we can't get Marvin Harrison. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where my thoughts are with the draft. I don't know any like specific people, uh, not knowing that comes to mind, but obviously if we're not going edge rusher, um, early, uh, early in the draft, we got to pick someone up in uh, free agency. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with all this stuff. All right. Um, I'm looking through the edge rushers in free agency. Yeah. And honestly, there's not a whole lot of names that are jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chase Young, obviously. Yes. But I don't think he's, like, I don't think he's going to be available. Here's my struggle with this need. I believe that this is, you said this is need number three. I believe this is need number four. Because we have three not, not wouldn't say premium edge rushers, mm-hmm. but very good edge rushers. Talented, yes. And they have a lot of upside. And my concern here is not necessarily this year, but Quiddy Pay and Dio Dangbo are in the same draft class. And this is their fourth year of their rookie deal, which means 
both of them will be up for deal next season. So that puts the Colts in a bit of a bind moving forward. Yes. Right? So I look at this. I got Chase Young. We got Unique Ngakwe, but I think he's too expensive. Yeah. Uh, Zadarius Smith is the same kind of deal. Josh uh, Allen's also out there, but I'd imagine he's getting signed by Jacksonville. I, I From everything that I've seen, he's going to get the franchise tag or they'll do whatever they got to do to bring him back in. Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot on the Free edge, side. although Brian Burns from the Panthers could be a possibility mm-hmm. i've heard that's out there there's no one that really catches my eye though it's like right uh but then i also combine that with the fact that uh you know who really likes to draft people like this chris ballard chris ballard yeah and so um and knowing this draft is a deep edge rush class uh, you got uh, Latu from UCLA. Yep. You got Dallas Turner from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, you got uh, uh, Braylon Trice from Washington. Yeah. Uh, the list kind of goes on. So there's lots and lots and lots of talented, young, athletic edge rushers. And when you got two guys that were in the same draft class that are up for their uh, their year, you got to start filling and you got to start backfilling and you got to go cheaper earlier. And yep. so build them up. Um, you, the, when you got uh, Adetami Adabare, uh, that can be that DN, uh, D tackle, uh, then you can draft a true edge this year. You can kind of backfill that way. So I would say that yeah. this is, uh, one of those classes where you're really deep at edge in the draft you take an edge maybe not first round <clears throat> but it's not necessarily out of the question either you yeah. know i've seen some mock drafts out there that have them taking an edge um i don't know that as i said being the fourth best need i don't know how valuable it is to go first round especially knowing chris ballard he likes to draft deep talent right Mm -hmm. so he'll take a guy in the third or fourth round that nobody saw coming and be able to work really well with them yeah you know yeah so i think that is kind of where that's headed Mm -hmm. yeah uh agreed well that's our take on those key off-season positions for the colts you can check out our last week's episode to hear our take on defensive back and receiver But next, we'll close out the season with the final results of our unsaved pick six. Dogs are man's best friend. But unfortunately, dogs can get curious and get into trouble. You want a dog that is smart enough to do what you tell it to, but not so smart that it's ornery. That is a Bernadoodle and why they are my favorite dog. Check out Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram to get connected with one of our Bernadoodles today. Welcome back to our Unsealed Pick 6. It is the finale episode of the year. We'll see how things shape out. 
I'm not sure that I got it done, though. I don't think you did. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. We'd have all of the honors to go over. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, there were more than just two options, so both of us could have gotten this wrong, both of us could have gotten it right, or any version of that. Yes. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I took Laporta. And I took Stroud, and Stroud got it. Yes. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I took Will Anderson. And I said Jalen Carter. Yep. And it ended up being Will Anderson, which is the second year in a row that the offensive and defensive rookie have both come from the same team. Yeah. Last year being the Jets with Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The comeback player of the year, we both had Baker Mayfield, and we missed that one. Yeah, ended up being Joe Flacco. Yeah, at least they got that right. As we mentioned, Damar Hamlin, congratulations for coming back from the dead, but you didn't really do much after that on the football field. Yep, agreed. Uh, Uh, Next was Offensive Player of the Year, and (coughs) both got CMC. He should have gotten MVP, which is frustrating, but it's a quarterback award. Yep. So, Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, I had Miles Garrett. And I had Max Crosby. And I got that one, and J.J. Watt is still upset that his brother didn't get it. Yep. So many good options, so many good choices. Mm-hmm. I just happened to get it right. Big day for the Browns because the coach of the year, we both got wrong. I said D'Amico. I said Dan Campbell. And it ended up being uh, Kevin De- 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 Stefanski. Stefanski. Yes. See, yeah. I mean... I messed up his last name. Uh, the presenter me- said Steve Stefanski. So, you oh, know. that's uh, not. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to mess up his first name. Yeah. I mean, it's my name. Mm-hmm. And then for the MVP, yep. both chose Lamar. Yep. And we both got that done, even though he didn't lead in any of the stats. Didn't lead pass yards. Didn't lead pass touchdowns. Listen, he, he led in... Uh, the catching his own pass in the playoffs award uh, stat that that will get it done. That, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Top to bottom, I think he was the you know. I, I feel like a lot of like whenever you look at teams, it's like the Ravens. You have to yes, they have they had a great receiving core, um, great defense, but like not only do you have to worry about the receiving core, but you also have to worry about how good their line is. Mm-hmm. But since their line is so good. Your quarterback is so good as well. So yeah. it's like you have to worry about all these things, and it all stems from Lamar. Yeah, so. and all the things that he can do, let's be yeah. honest, you know. And congrats on his second MVP. Yeah. Yep. Sucks that he can uh, get the Super Bowl, though. Yep. Um, I said Lamar before the season started. You did, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we get to the championship game. I take no pride. <laughs> I told you this yep. when I picked it. I take no pride. It sickens me that I was correct in picking the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, and I I chose the Niners. Yep, just trying to make up some ground. I, yeah, I believe the Niners could get it done, but came I, down to the wire. Like I said, I did too until the very last drive when Patrick Mahomes was in control. I was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I'm very ashamed. That I got that one correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that leaves me with a final record of 78 
and 46. And I am 72 and 52, both above 500. Yep. Both, both at least 20 wins above losing record. Yes, well, I think both of us, if we're put into a situation, we're both still headed to the playoffs yep. uh, it, as maybe like a... Five, six, maybe seven seed, mm-hmm. um, and so that, that like really good. Yeah, I, I still say we did good uh, overall. Uh, so congratulations uh, on last season for you. Yeah, um, I, I congratulations I, on this season. I did it this one. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Next year's tiebreaker. Next year will be the tiebreaker. Many more to come. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Well, that's it for this season. We will be back periodically throughout the offseason with some bite-sized blues episodes with things like free agency, the draft, and the official schedule release. Yep, the last time this season. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.